Drink it in now. Deep left side carry on. Picks on the block. At the five. At the two. At the one to the end zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Drink it in now. Get up Stafford throws. It is end zone. Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, what is going on? It's a Friday. We are here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. It's your host, Derek Oakry. You can find me on Twitter, at Derek Oakry. I am here today talking Lions football, as I always do. And, and as I said on the Wednesday show, we've been having lots of good guests. You know, Joey from the Bleed Podcast Network, Logan from Sports Illustrated, my buddy Aaron, who had been doing great. I mean, coming on the show, lots of good banter, uh, strong takes, opinions. I, I don't know what's going on this week. The guy couldn't get his Wi-Fi, couldn't get his mic working. Uh, busy time for the guy. We're a bu- bunch of excuses, right? So he couldn't make the Friday show either. That's okay, though. Like I said, I'm doing lots of Lions podcasts. You can find me, got, you can find me here, Wednesdays and Fridays, talking Lions. And then you can find my other show, Believe... B-L-E-A-V in Lions with myself and the one and only Benny Blades. Benny Blades dropped out on me this week, too. I didn't know where he was. I finally found him today and and confirmed that he'll be back on the show next week. I don't know what he did. He's, he's running South Florida, but tracked him down as well. So, like you say, you guys got me talking Lions football. That's good. I got a couple rants for you today, a couple off-topic items, but we're going to talk football as we always do. So I've been talking a lot of drafts and I'm going to continue to talk the NFL draft. It's my favorite event of the year. It's the biggest thing I think basically in the NFL. And I know the Super Bowl is out there. I know the opening week is huge, you know, whatever, but I think the draft is just the biggest event. It's when teams rejuvenate their fan bases you know, reload those rosters and possibly get the stars of the future. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And then on the back half of the show, I want to kind of talk to you about this current 2021 Lions team looking at, uh, you know, are they, are they going to be able to compete at what level? Um, you know, what excites me about this current team and what they've done and, and just talk a little bit more about Brad Holmes as well. And he seems to have a good plan, but we're going to put that to the test here at the end of the show. So, Everybody, let's let's go ahead and dive right in, and, and I might as well just dive into a rant off the top. If you guys do follow me on Twitter, you saw a little bit about this, but I want to expound on it. Everybody knows, listen to the show. I'm a jersey guy. I I, I got a lot, I own a lot of jerseys. I've always been a guy like if you're gonna go to a game, you know, and you live in a town, a city, whatever, you might as well have like at least one jersey for the teams in that town if you're a big fan. You know, everybody can have a t-shirt, a hat, you know, whatever, but a a legit jersey is where it's at. And before I get on my my bigger rant, I want to take a side rant about jerseys. Like, if you're going to get a jersey, get get a good one. 
If you're a Lions fan, I don't want to see you walking around in the Carolina blue Detroit Lions Kmart special. I, I don't want to see you rocking one that's, you know, the stitching is fugazi and it's just everything on it's not right. Like it came from, from across the ocean there. Go ahead. Oh, creak open that wallet of yours and get a quality jersey that fits, that looks good, that's a good player. Even a throwback of just somebody that's timeless is better than some of these ridiculous jerseys I see people walking around. You still at Ford Field, you'll still see like Kevin Jones, <laughs> you'll see Roy Williams jerseys, Scott Mitch. I mean, really? I mean, you guys are at the game, you're paying huge ticket prices, yet you haven't been able to invest in a $100 jersey that's worth a damn? Come on now. So that's my side jersey rant. But but here's here's my main topic. You go to NFLshop.com. You're looking for a Lions jersey. You don't want the cheapo McCharley. You don't want the $400 Nike Elite. That's, yeah, it's like the players wear, but do we really want to play 400 plus for a jersey? So say so you're looking in that mid-range. And the mid-range, the one I really like on NFLshop.com is the Nike Limited jersey. It fits up nice. Everything's stitched. The sleeves are good. I mean, it's a it's a good quality jersey, and it comes in at one hundred and fifty dollars. I mean, that that seems decent across the board. Price, quality, like you say, it just seems like a good buy for a Detroit Lions fan. Yet when I go to NFLShop.com and look at the Nike limited jerseys, here are the options. Matt Stafford in every color and, and, and prototype you could absolutely want. And it's on the clearance rack, obviously, for 40% off. Next one down the list, Jeff Okuda, number 30. Yeah, I bet there's a lot of people running to get that Okuda, number 30. Um, we had Brian Ives who made a good point that he and others shouldn't even invest in the Okuda 23 because there's been talks about the NFL letting players pick these low numbers at all positions. So, you know, Jeff Okuda, free jefe, is going to want to go with that numero uno if he can do that out at corner. But there are some things in regards to, like, I think if they change numbers, you got to buy jerseys back. And and so I don't know he's going to want to change 23 and then go to one right away. I mean, let's go ahead and just put up a good football season there, Mr. Okuda. But... An Okuda 30? Nobody's buying that. Come on now. The next one on their list, Golden Tate. Hello, NFL. Is this thing on? Hello? He's been off the team for like two years, three seasons, however long it's been. I I mean, I think we can remove that from the uh, the options at this point. The next one they have available... Marvin Jones, I mean, yeah, he just went off the team, but are there a lot of people that, I mean, we all love Marvin Jones as a football player. He really did well. He had a good contract here. He played out his years well. He's now with the Jacksonville Jets. Were there really people banging down the door at NFLshop.com for Marvin Jones 11 jerseys? I don't think so. And then the capper, the 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 final one on the list the last jersey they have that you can purchase for $150 or whatever it may be on NFL shop in this section Ziggy Ansa really like I've been on the show multiple times 
trying to support Ziggy Ansah, saying that he had all the physical talent in the world. Yeah, the guy was always hurt, and, and he and he didn't make enough plays, but I don't even know that he's been on a roster barely for the NFL in the past two years, yet those are one of the few options you can give Detroit Lions fans? Are you kidding me right now? And I know some people are out there, well, you can go get the, the $40, $60 jersey and get any player you want. Yeah, but I don't want that jersey. Well, you can go pay the 400 you get whatever you want. Yeah, I don't want to do that either. I want NFLshop.com, NFL that makes billions of dollars, to give the great fans of Detroit and Detroit Lions fans some legit options at this 150 price or this with this quality jersey. Can, can we get a DeAndre Swizzle, please? The guy's a stud. He's going to be a beast. Can we get, I don't know, Pro Bowler TJ Hawkinson? That would be nice. Could you maybe get the big fellas out there in the world? A Frank Ragnow jersey there in, in, in a quality item. Is that too much to ask? I don't know. We got a, a brand new quarterback that we gave up a, a, a loved player in this town, Matt Stafford, for and got a bunch of draft picks in return. Can, can we get a golf jersey in the in this section, please, NFL shop? Or are you asleep at the wheel? You're trying to sell all these old lazy jerseys for clearance rack. When the the great fans and people are trying to get hype about this team, they might want to spend a little money at your website. But it's just embarrassing. It's been like this for years. You know, you go to these other teams, they got every player under the sun. Lions, they barely ever have any options. Everything's dumbed down. Okay, we get it. We're not your favorite squad. We're not the Dallas Cowboys, the New England Patriots, the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, all these teams that sell a bunch of merch and, and enjoy but I don't think it would kill you to put up a digital copy of some of these jerseys and then be able to actually press out some of them for the fan base rather than give us these horrible options, cheap, you know, old players from three years ago. I mean, it's ridiculous. So there, there's my rant off the top, both about you, you people that wear these light blue, sky blue Lions jerseys that look like they can't you know I, I didn't want to say where they came from but you know where they came from I mean go get yourself a nice Honolulu blue lion jersey from the shop or go to eBay get a whatever it may be but don't be rocking around and in, in one of those old scrub jerseys I don't want to I don't want to see you out there with a uh with a Mike Williams jersey on I don't want to see you with a uh you know Gosh, I'm trying to even think. Don't wear a Javid Best jersey to the game, please. Don't do it. <laughs> oh, there's just so many bad ones. So don't do that. And NFL Shop, go get us some jerseys that are quality. So if we want to spend money, we can. Now, I've basically, I'm not even going to bother now. But I feel like it's just something I had to call to the table. I put it out on Twitter. I thought I'd put it out on the pod. It's just embarrassing. The NFL can't do this for the Detroit Lions fans. Quality fans that want... I know people that would love a Hawkinson jersey and would pay 150 plus. I know people that would just love a new, fresh Jeff Okuda. You know? Um, some of the other ball players on our team. Lots of people are starting to love DeAndre Swift and company. But no, you gotta gotta give us the cheap ones or or we can't get anything, right? It's just ridiculous. So th- there you go, people. A little rant off the top. That felt good to get that off my chest. All right, let's keep it moving. So 
I, I got a little Kyle Pitts note for everybody. Everybody knows I've been on Kyle Pitts. I've been saying don't turn a blind eye just because he's a tight end. This guy's getting crazy hype now. He's flying up the draft board. People talking about him going at four, at five, at six. Well, I heard a little blur from Kyle Pitts where they said, you know, who do you pattern your game after? Who do you want to be? I mean, Kyle Pitts seems like a, a beast of an athlete, good player, whatever it may be. He's like, oh, man, Travis Kelsey, you know, George Kittle. But but now I got a real issue with Kyle Pitts because I think the third name that he threw out there was Eric Ebron. <laughs> Are you kidding me? All the tight ends you could name, and you name Eric Ebron, Mr. Buttersticks himself, brick hands attached to those wrists, Crisco uh, just uh, you know dripping off his hands. I mean, come on, Kyle Pitts. You're better than that, bro. Everybody knows that Eric Ebron was a bunch of hype and a bunch of talk when he came in the league. Of course, what did I do? I tried to justify the pick after they made it if you go back I had me and other friends saying gosh I hope they take corner I was a big fan even though people don't want to believe it of Aaron Donald back then you know there's some other skill players that were great right around that pick in the draft I did not want Eric Ebron but when they took him what do I do? I go into Lions Detroit Kool-Aid mode. You know what I'm saying? Every week I tell you guys what we do on the show. I serve up that Honolulu blue Kool-Aid. So you can, I don't know. Drink it in, man. Exactly. You got to drink it in. So I was telling myself, oh, man, you know, they're going to stretch tight ends. You know, this guy's got a lot of ability. The Lions had just horrible players at that position before that. But Kyle Pitts, you you can't name as your third name off the list Eric Ebron, a guy that's bounced around from team to team. He had like one good season in the NFL. I mean, this guy is just... He's not the type of player you want to name, both for his on-field production and Kyle Pitts. You better not be like Eric Ebron off this field, especially if you come to Detroit, because he Kyle Pitts also said he likes to talk smack. Now I like a good smack talker on the field, a guy that can make plays and let you know about it afterwards. But Eric Ebron just talked smack and then let the ball slip through his hands and you know dropped big plays for the Detroit Lions and played half-ass football. And so then it doesn't look so good. So, yeah, I, I got a real issue, Kyle Pitts, with that. I almost take you off my draft board simply because of that. But I'll leave you there because you're a beast, and I wouldn't mind you going to the Detroit Lions at, at number 7 and wearing the number 84. That'd be pretty sweet. So we'll see what happens. But Kyle Pitts, Eric Ebron, don't put him as someone of your t- top names. Now, if you come out and you ball out like Kelsey Kittle, some of the other greats in the league, I'm all for it. All right, let's do one other topic before we hit our break today. I, I, you know, my question to the fan base and people out there is, what do you value most when it comes to the NFL draft? Is it position? Is it O-line, D-line play? Is it physical talent? Is it character? Is it... You know, premier positions, you know, people that you are going to get here for a long time and be able to pay the money that you think it's worth at whatever slot we're picking, whether it be 7, 15, 19, you know, second round picks. What, what do you value most? 
You know, I'm, I'm really curious because everybody has a different opinion. Some people are are positional people where, you know, you can't take this because there's people that, you know, they just want to fill needs regardless. I mean, I hear people just, they're just so set on linebackers that they just want a linebacker wherever, you know, that's all they want for the Detroit Lions. And I see some people that love the Raz scores that you see on Twitter. They they love, you know, the physical traits, the height, weight, speed, and then you got other people that will just red flag any player that has any type of character of any sort. Oh, can't I'm not taking him. Don't don't want it. You know, just gonna be a problem. Not gonna be. He's gonna be out of the league. Gonna be suspended just because of a thing or two they did in the past. And some of those are warranted. You know, some guys may have a a, a laundry list of red flags. You got to be aware of those as well. So, I guess we'll turn it on myself. What do I value most? In the NFL draft. I think if I had to peg it down to one thing. The top thing on my list is going to be those really unique. Physical traits and abilities. And it's not simple as as wow this guy's fast. But when I see guys that are like a receiver being like 6'3", 6'4", 215 plus pounds. And runs a 4'3", low 4'3". Yeah, that that's special. I'm I'm gonna red star that. I'm gonna make sure that's just something I, I look for. Sometimes when you see these big offensive linemen like Penn A. Sewell that are 330 pounds, 19 years old, um, been a, a quality football player, just you know throughout his time. Yeah, that seems like a, a special guy. You also hear me talk about these quarterbacks. The reason I value Trey Lance so much is because he absolutely looked the part at his pro day. You watch his tape, the guy can throw. He can throw off platform. He can run. He can run you over. He also seems like a, a swaggy leader that you want. So, like, what I'm talking about are special traits. straight Traits that jump off the page. Size, speed, ability that just like, wow. You don't find many people like this. That seems to usually translate as well as be something I'm willing to take a risk on more so than, you know, like I say, I, do I want a guy with good character? Yeah. Do I want to be able to fill needs? Sure. You know, do I want, you know, to value positions to some degree? Yeah. But at times I just want to say, this guy's got special traits, special ability and just passes the eye test and be able to go with a guy. So that, that's kind of what I do. I mean, at, at number seven, you heard my three names I threw out on my other show. Penny Sewell, Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts at number seven. Those are the three guys I feel like have the most special traits and are the most unique football players that you can take if you have to pick at seven, assuming the Lions are going to take quarterback. You throw quarterbacks in there, then yeah, Trey Lance is in there. Justin Fields might be in there. Zach Wilson won't be on the board, but he would be in there based on the type of throws and things he can do. And like I say, those are unique talents, not as much as that Zach Wilson is some physical specimen. He just does things you can't do or you don't normally see, and I'd be willing to invest in that, especially because he's a quarterback. Same with Trey Lance. Trey Lance seemed to have size and ability, and he's young. Andy dominated as a freshman. 
I'd be willing to take a risk on that as well. So that's kind of what I value most. And if I had to throw like a two and a three in there as well, the more I study the NFL draft, you know, you, how do I put this? I do think character is important. You know, you can get guys, you get guys that don't love football. You get guys that are all about the money. You get people that are, you know, not not bright enough to pick up the the playbook. So when you're talking about character, I think it's both character and intelligence kind of go together. Is like you need somebody that's smart, loves football, good person, good teammate. All that stuff is really important, but it is trumped by ridiculous physical ability and talent that jumps off the page, in my opinion. And then the third thing that I really value in the draft is simply that value. I'm not taking positions early if I think this draft is loaded at that position. I'm not taking a position early that I think I could get in the next couple rounds and and where I could take another position that early and, and double dip almost, you know, where you're getting another position and I'm still getting a quality football player, either at receiver, cornerback, offensive line, linebacker, you know what I mean? That's another reason I'm I'm so in on Kyle Pitts is because I feel like there's no other Kyle Pitts in this draft or any other draft. So if he's there, you take him, and I can go get receivers, slot receivers, right tackles, linebacker, and get those in, in any other round in any other draft, in my opinion. Same thing with an elite quarterback. If this guy's an elite quarterback, I get him now, and I'll figure the rest out later. So I think you really got to play the board, and you got to play value. So put my top three in order they have to have special ability special talent and sometimes even those physical traits that jump off the page number two is kind of that character intelligence love for football and three is where does this football player relate compared to the other players in the next six rounds of the draft or throughout the draft where I can play the board play the value try to maximize what I'm getting both player position draft resources this is why i always say any trade down is a good trade down because i pretty much guarantee if if i'm trading down 10 spots but you're giving me two more high draft picks i'm pretty sure my three draft picks are gonna be better than your one football player i'm pretty much guarantee that unless you get an absolute no doubt top line hall of famer because those three guys that i get in those first couple rounds are all going to be contributors, low cost players and people that I can build my franchise around. So that's where I'm at with all that. Everybody let's take a quick break, get sponsors in here, probably get believe in lions. Please go check that podcast out. You can find it on any of your podcast platforms, Benny blades. He misses the show from time to time. He lets me down from time to time, but when he does come on, we have a ton of fun talking football. He's a really good guy and was a really hell of a player for the Detroit Lions. So I'm just honored to talk with him. And I do like to stir him up and get him all upset and yelling at yelling at the mic and, and where we get to laugh together. So go check out that podcast. Hit that subscribe button. Find me on Twitter. Talk football. Send me some fantasy football stuff. I got a couple open spots in my leagues. If you really want to get at me, at Derek Oakry. I can get you in a, some great fantasy leagues. Only a few spots left. 
And yeah, when we come back from the break, we're talking about 2021 Detroit Lions. Brad Holmes, what this team's going to look like, what I think they're doing so far that I like, what I don't like. We'll talk about all that when we get back. Everybody, be right back. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Derek Oakry of the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, and this is normally where I tell you about some of our great sponsors, but today I want to tell you about my other Lions podcast. It's called Believe in Lions. And that's spelled B-L-E-A-V on the Believe Podcasting Network with both myself and Lions legendary safety Benny Blades. Yeah, you know who he is. The hard-hitting safety Benny Blades played for the Lions. He also played for the U. You know what it is. The University of Miami, those Miami Hurricanes. He mentions it multiple times the show. Benny loves to talk about his hurricanes, his lions, and I love to play this soundbite on the show. We have a ton of fun on that show. We laugh, we joke, we talk lions. Like I said, he brings up the hurricanes. I talk about my Michigan Wolverines. Um, it's, it's a really fun show. Benny loves the lions. He tells great stories from his playing days, as well as uh, we're just rooting on this team. We B-L-E-A-V in the Lions. So please go ahead, find it on your favorite podcast platform. Hit that subscribe button and check it out. Share it with a friend. We really appreciate it. So check out Believe, B-L-E-A-V in Lions with myself and Benny Blades. Thank you guys so much. All right, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers are back from the break. I can't thank you enough for listening to the show, hitting that subscribe button, sharing this with a friend. If you leave us a review on iTunes, I really appreciate that. Next week... I believe, who I got next week? I think I got my buddy Stefan. Me and him love chopping it up. I'll probably get in some good arguments with him. He'll probably drop a few bros on you, which he's been known to do about 20 to 50 times a show. The next week after that, Logan Lamarandier from Sports Illustrated. The week after that, Joey from the Believe Podcast Network. And you know... We're going to have you loaded up with draft talk because we are three weeks away, less than three weeks away when you're listening to this, to the NFL draft. I can't wait. I'm trying to get my DTO scouting office finalized. A lot of work goes into this thing, but it all pays off when that Thursday comes, the first round, Friday, the second and third round, Saturday, rounds four through seven. I'll be here breaking it down, making my lines picks, tweeting out what I like if they do, tweeting out if I don't like what they're doing. Um, It's just a great time. So trying to get everything at work and life figured out so I can just totally nerd out those days and enjoy the NFL draft. So can't wait for that. Before we get going, I mean, I can't work the soundboard as much as I want to on these solos, but before we get rolling, I might as well pour out another glass so you can... Drink it in. Drink it in, man. And you know the thing that goes best with Honolulu blue-flavored Kool-Aid in a big old jug? Side of cornbread. Cornbread! 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 There you go. There's a, there's a triple helping of cornbread for you. Let, let's go ahead and dive right into this. So, you know, once the draft is all said and done, 
The Lions have added here and there. They have not went out and got crazy, which we all, you know, were advocating for to sort of, yeah, you can't just not add anybody, but don't, don't sacrifice your, your cap space too much. Don't, um, go out and make some big splashes while you're trying to rebuild. But like I've said multiple times here, this is the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Nobody's trying to just concede and say, oh, we're going to win two games. Oh, I, I hope we we go 0-17. Oh, you know, the Lions would be lucky to win four or five. No. Like, I still want to win ball games, and I want to be have a fun team to watch. And I think that's what we have so far. But we've added some players, both receiver interior defensive tackle with Michael Brockers, some some corners that might be able to do some things. And, you know, the quarterback's a big question mark, but I'm excited to see what he can do. So let's say we go through the draft. And I think I threw this at Logan Lamarandier as a question. I said, do you think Brad Holmes is going to just nail this first draft? Or do you think we're going to be scratching our head with some of his picks when it's all said and done? I think Logan's going to answer that in one of his mailbags, or I'll have to throw that at him when he comes on next. But I'm curious because Brad Holmes has done a lot of things that everybody seems to like so far. You know, I haven't heard much grumbling. I've liked what he's done, but that draft is going to be big. If we walk out of there and like three of the picks are like, huh? Like, I didn't like the value. I don't, I don't like that player that was smartest guy in the room that was a guy off the radar that you think has football character and grit and all of us are just saying but he can't play um then I'll have issues you know I really will but my hope is my Detroit Kool-Aid view of it is like man we come out of this draft and just feel like Brad Holmes hit a home run a grand slam with his picks hopefully he makes a couple trade downs whatever it may be like can this team compete? I really think they can. You know, the NFL is a, what have you done for me lately? It's a year to year league. I do subscribe to the whole building, you know, a, an actual foundation and, you know, putting a system to get all that I think matters. But every year you see teams flip the script and go from worst to first and go from bad. And people are yelling at their phones or the computers listening to this going, but the Lions never do. The Lions are always at the bottom or they're always struggling. Um, I'm here to tell you that uh, I think this team can be better in 2021 than many will think. I also think if they do hit a home run in the draft, they do play a bit better, that 2022 is going to be crazy. Two first-round picks, a full draft, you know, a lot of picks after that, you know, more cap space, more holes have already been filled. I think you can really fill out a roster in 2022 that should be looking towards winning the division. That's first and foremost. Then I want that home game at forward field after that. Then I want to win that game, and I want to start stacking W's. So that should kind of be the game plan is get that foundation set, get an exciting team this year, get the coaching staff in the mix, and 2022 really start making a run and really start saying, hey, we're a problem in the NFC North. That's what I want to see. So I do think they compete, can compete. But I guess I have a little question of until Brad Holmes goes and knocks a home run out of the park and drafts an incredible draft, it is a little bit TBD. And people would say, but 
that's but that's his specialty. That's what he does. That's why we have him. Yeah, there were quite a few of those Rams drafts recently, especially those dang trades they're making where they're just giving away first round picks like candy. Where I was like, what the hell are they doing? To quote, you know, a, a drop here on the show of yesteryear. Like, what the hell are they doing? Or I guess I should do it right. What the hell are they doing? Like, that's what I was saying after some of these picks. Because I don't, I didn't know. Now, is Cam Akers a ball player? Yeah. Do I like Van Jefferson? Yeah. Do I like some of the defensive players I picked up? Sure. But there were definitely some picks there where you're sitting there going... Man, I, I mean, you're not picking until the second or third round. You took that guy? Really? But, so I think Lions fans are going to have to kind of hang in there. Sort of like, it might not be your favorite, but you got to sort of trust it until we see, like we did, unfortunately, with Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia. Like, I gave them 800 get-out-of-jail-free cards, and then at the end I finally just realized, no, these guys suck. They They don't know how to put together elite talent. They can't draft. They can't get free agents. Their scheme is horrible. They're the Patriots from, you know, 2006 rather than it's 2021, and we need to get a, a new-age football team. And those guys just completely complete waste when it was all said and done I mean again I was wrong I had it confused but again I'm drinking that Detroit Kool-Aid trying to support the team and realize that those those clowns had no idea what they were doing and just never changed up either they just thought we'd just do the same thing and all of a sudden it was going to work no we'll see you we'll see you as my uncle says so like I, I think they can compete. I think they'll be a fun team to watch. And I think Lions fans are more excited than I've seen them in a long time. I feel like it's not the same old, same old at quarterback. It's not the same old, same old skill players. It's not the, you know, piss poor run game and Swiss cheese defense. It's going to be more attacking and, you know, Swizzle and Jamal Williams. Like, that's going to be fun to watch. I really think it is. So let's get this thing rolling. Um, what excites me about the 2021 Lions? That's something I want to talk about as well. I mean, I just kind of hinted on it. This whole new breath of fresh air from the coaches. I mean, I don't know if you guys have heard, but I, I got it on good authority that Dan Campbell, I mean, he looked at the old way of doing things here in Detroit. And I don't know, Dan Campbell, he's, he's kind of sick of it. You've had enough of that sh- Exactly, Dan Campbell. He's absolutely had enough of it. Had enough of that. And then Dan Campbell. I don't know if you guys have heard him. He's he's been known to have a good quote or two. Stepped to the podium, his first chance to talk to Lions fans, and said, "This we're going to bite a kneecap off. We're going to smile at you. We're going to take your other kneecap. We're going to smile at you. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. We're going to be the last one standing. All right. That's going to be the mentality." That's going to be the mentality, Dan freaking Campbell. I love it. So not only did Dan Campbell drop those two great quotes in his first 10 minutes as Lions head coach, but him, Brad Holmes, John Dorsey, you know, Aubrey Pleasant, all these guys that are in the front office, like they've created a culture where they can bring in people. They can talk to people like human beings. They can. They got a little swag, a little humor, a little bit of fun in the building. I do think that goes a long way. And and yeah, have the Patriots done it another way and, and won at a high level? Sure. And I think there's a room for being strict and disciplinarian and having a system and sticking to it. But 
not to the point of where your players hate you, the people in the offices hate you, nobody wants to come play for you, you're, and it doesn't work on the field too. I mean, that's the worst of all scenarios. So I think Dan Campbell and company, they've said, hey, this is land opportunity in Detroit. You can come here, you'll get the football, you'll get snaps, we'll put you out there and see what you can do. If you can't play, we'll sit you down. If you can play, then we'll let you roll and we'll pump you up and put you in areas to succeed. That's what I'm most excited about with the Lions is the vibe, the mojo, the moxie, the swaglicious, and the fact that they're trying to be player oriented rather than it's my way or the highway. This is what I do. I'm going to beat you up verbally and then think you're going to be good for us. We saw that hasn't worked. Do I think Dan Campbell is going to be, you know, making people run? Maybe, maybe he might, he might teach you how to bite a kneecap, but he's also going to be cool with you to some degree off the field or be personable enough to where you're like, man, I'm going to fight for that guy. I'm going to go out there and play football for that guy. That guy's played the game. That guy's like relatable. And he gets me fired up to go out there on Sundays and do some things. Now, you still got to be able to X and O. And you still got to be able to put up W's and win games. But yeah, being applicable to the players and being a place that people want to come and a coach they want to play for and a GM that can actually sign players and get elite talent rather than get people that were good five years ago with a team that he used to be with is going to be great for this team. It's got me real fired up, as you can tell. Like I think Jared Goff's going to come up with a chip on his shoulder. Jamal Williams' chip on his shoulder. Michael Brocker's big old chip on his shoulder, you know, and, and some of these corners we've added as well as just Alex Anzalone, I think is going to be fun to watch the linebacker position, not these slow plotting linebackers that just prove themselves not to be good. Yeah. I'm, I'm real fired up about it. So we'll see what they do. And my final point here on this show is about Brad Holmes. I've already kind of hit it on it that I need him to hit this draft. I need him to also be able to eventually next year, wherever the time is right, make that big trade. I've been calling for it for the last few years. Man up and make a big time deal to help us get over the hump and get us a player that we didn't have to sign in free agency. We didn't have to use a high draft resource. Swindle somebody and go get a really good football player in a trade or two. Now, I'm going to give him credit. I already think he swindled somebody, and that's his former team, the L.A. Rams, when he went out and got a deal for Matt Stafford where he got a first, a first, a third, and a 26-year-old quarterback that was the number one pick in the draft on the way back. I think that was a tremendous deal. That's a deal that could set up the Detroit Lions for years and years to come. So he's on to, off to a good start there. I also think some of the players he brought in are young talent that have upside, guys that are, you know, there's no, like, dead set. Like, I'm not telling you, even though this is the Kool-Aid cast, I'm not telling you the Lions couldn't come out in 2021 and absolutely flop where all these guys that I'm trying to be optimistic on or I liked in the draft three years ago or have speed don't just come out and end up being, like, 
injured bums and people that we have to move off this route. But the, the nice thing is, basically, everybody they've signed is a one-year deal. So I can move on from any of these guys I want. If you show you can ball out, we're going to have money to pay you. And we're going to be able to keep you around. So I think they're in a really nice spot there. So Brad Holmes really going to have to work that out where I hope some of these flyers he's taking on players work. I hope he has the foresight, if they don't, to say get out, you know, and go find the next guy and hope that he does work. I hope that he does trade down in this draft and acquire more assets. I hope that he does find some of the late round gems that he has in other places, but he also has never been a GM really. So it's learning on the job. It's the first time through. I mean, there's going to be bumps in the road there. He's going to miss. And I'm glad he's sticking to his plan and the plan seems pretty good so far. But once you get that foundation set, the Lions fans want you to be aggressive. We want you to go out and and spend on quality players, the right players. We want you to not be afraid to make that big trade. Not 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 a trade for some malcontent or a guy that doesn't want to be here and you get a third round pick or whatever the Lions have got, which like I say, I still advocate for the Slay and, and Golden Tate trades. I thought they were fine because those were assets that were leaving anyway. And you're able to get picks for him. Now, will those picks end up playing better and being good football players? We'll see. But Brad Holmes needs to be always one step ahead. Don't have a guy one year too long. Get rid of him one year too early. He needs to be aggressive in the trade market. He needs to be able to woo free agents, him and Dan, freaking Campbell. And then you need to be able to nail this draft and especially the next two years where you got those multiple first-round picks. You need to find that franchise quarterback if Goff doesn't end up being that guy. You need to find elite playmakers on both sides of the football. Give Detroit Lions fans a defense, an offensive line, and some skilled players to be excited about, and they will absolutely pack Ford Field, and this will be the biggest thing this town has ever seen. So, Brad Holmes, it's on you. I'm on your side. I like what you've done. I like your mentality. I like your personality. I like your swagger. I like your confidence. Just need to be able to make these picks count and be able to add a few more football players both this year and next year in free agency and whatnot to be able to get this team's talent and ability where it needs to go and work with the head coach so that when it comes to Sundays, you can put up W's and have the type of team and players and systems that you need. So, Brad Holmes, I'm there with you, man. If you, if you need to hire me, I can I can get you coffee. I can help with the draft board. I can do whatever you need. Um, just give me an opportunity. But uh, keep doing what you're doing and uh, really respect how you came up through the ranks, your work ethic as, as, uh, as well as in player personnel and, and the draft especially. So show off in two, two, two and a half, three weeks. Show off, man. Do your thing and nail this draft. Everybody. That's what I got for this week on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. I had to go solo on Wednesday. I had to go solo for the Believe in Lions because Benny Blades disappeared. I got to go solo here on a Friday because Aaron let me down this week. But that's okay. I hope I somewhat entertained you even though I couldn't play the sound bits like I like, I like to here on the show. I, it's, I couldn't get any arguments with people going solo. I couldn't get all crazy, ranting and raving, but I tried to talk some football. Tried to in- entertain you where I could and everybody knows it's just fun listening to Detroit Lions talk I've had some people um, 
you know, give me some feedback and say, man, we just like the fact you jump on, you talk lines, you're genuine, you love the team, you're humble, you try to entertain, you got the sounds, you got the creative artwork, you know, the the Detroit Kool-Aid, you serve it up and they appreciate that. And I appreciate everybody listening. I really do. I don't take it for granted. I try to be as consistent as I can, give you two shows a week on this platform, the, the show on Thursday mornings with Benny Blades, because I love the Lions. I love talking Lions football. I especially love the NFL draft. I enjoy fantasy football. This is just something I love to do. It doesn't seem like work when I turn the microphone on. So everybody, I can't thank you enough for listening. That's all I got this week, though. If you're a wrestling fan, make sure you check out WrestleMania this weekend. Um, WWE is on the downslide a little bit, but hey, it's WrestleMania. I mean, you always got to check that out, right? And if you haven't checked out AEW, um, AEW, new wrestling company, been on the scene for about a year. They're doing big things. They're really fun to watch. So I still enjoy wrestling when I can get to it. I try to catch all the big shows and whatnot, and it's it's still entertaining for me. There's nothing better than a good promo. Cutting a good promo, somebody on the mic, as well as a good storyline. The matches, eh, not a big match guy. But uh, check out WrestleMania. Um, Man, big guests coming up for the draft. I just, uh, I'm going to have to get you guys my sleepers pretty soon. I'm going to have to get you kind of like how I think the whole first round is going to shake out. I'll probably do a live whole first round where I give you what I think the picks will be or who I would take if I was those G, um, teams GM. We'll probably do some of that. And just looking forward to talking to my guests. I really think these new guests on the show have been fun. They bring a different voice, different vibe, different energy, and just makes it really fun for me to come on and chat with those guys. So everybody, drink that Detroit Kool-Aid. Let me serve up your glass one more time. Drink it in, man. Drink it in. Drink that Detroit Kool-Aid. I'll be back next week talking all things Lions right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. I'm out. Drink it in, man.